Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. Week two in the NFL, finishing up here Sunday night, September 18th. It's about 9.16 Eastern Standard Time. We got Packers, Bears on in the background. And hit and record to wrap up the games, as we will do every week here, uh, brought to you by our friends at Fatty Beer Company. And, Jim, we're going to be there hopefully Tuesday we haven't yeah. figured out a time, but we'll figure that out, put it up on the site, let people know. But, yeah, they're uh, – holy cow, where in the hell do we start? That – I feel like we kind of say this every week, but there there were some unbelievable games, some <laughs> unbelievable outcomes that we're still wrapping our heads around to understand. I'm down here in Pittsburgh, uh, watched – Watched the little Steelers Patriots. It wasn't uh, well. Wasn't quite as visually, you know, appetizing, entertaining as uh, say Miami Baltimore. But hey, we're we're making do. There, there was some stuff to take away from that game. Jim, how was your Sunday? How did you take in this this action? I, you know, when you were telling me you were at that game, I felt for you a little bit because I felt like you were texting me, and I'm watching Red Zone, and I was thinking to myself. I love my setup so much more than what you were doing. Like being at one game with two backup quarterbacks, basically going head to head. And, you know, obviously the, the, the history of those two head coaches, two of the best in the history of football with two average quarterbacks. And that's what that game looks like. But what was making me laugh was you were texting me during the game, like this, you know, whatever, this is a rough game to watch. And they were scoring more points than Brady and James Winston. Yeah. And I'm like, I was, I'm going to tell you, we're going to get into every game, but my eyes, I was on to some things this year preseason that are initially looking interesting long season though. You put out a nice tweet today about, you know, I picked the Jaguars to win the division in our little, yeah, and I said, it's a long year, but if they do win that division, we will have to let the subscribers know when we'll be at Fatty Beer to celebrate. And yes, that'll be on me. Well, they don't call you Nostromonis for nothing. Predicting Ooh, the New York Jaguars. Oh, you know what? Jacksonville I'm going to take, take that for today because I, I, this was a good weekend. The 49ers was one of my best plays of the weekend. They came through for me. So, Oh, and guess who quarterbacked? Jimmy Garoppolo, which you – Called, now I didn't what, predict last the, week. I, I didn't predict injury. I don't ever want to see that. I don't want to see that. But, but you you knew he'd see the field. You got a feeling. I said he wouldn't be on if you're on the team and you're the number two. You're going to get on the field at some point, any position. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not going to complain about watching football in a press box. It was it was great to be at a game. I'll say that it was awesome to. Because you just get it's, it is a different perspective sitting up in a press box, seeing the whole field, the atmosphere, 
all that stuff. And, and really, most of all, getting down to the locker rooms. I was in both locker rooms after the game, the Steelers for a little bit, and then the Patriots. And uh, we'll have all the coverage up on the site. Let's start with that game. The, the game that everybody's talking about, 17-14 New England. No, okay, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. It's It says a lot about Pittsburgh as well, right? I mean, between the quarterback play, the play calling, the offensive line, Najee Harris not really looking that – it was kind of a concoction of all these different toxins I think I wrote where – you know, I don't know if it's one specific thing, but they, they've got some issues. And, you know, the players are pretty honest in the locker room. It sounds like they, they kind of want to – go up tempo more often it's very plotting in their approach with how the game puts along it, it was difficult and yeah so get that out of the way mac jones the touchdown the 44 yarder to, to nelson aguilar i mean he could have been an interception right he, he right. bossed it out of the db's hands that was one of the best that's one of the best plays i've seen aguilar make not a play there. you really see out of him Right? No, he's Not very. You know, he's very just usually just running away from people, and and yeah, but usually or he, he'll drop it. You know, he's always had that history too. But that was that was a big boy catch. Hey, and I wrote. Then, I, I you know I watched the red zone and I was laughing. You know, because we were texting. I was like, man, I'm not getting a lot of Steeler Patriot <laughs> updates right now. There must not be a lot going on. Then they showed Trubisky's interception. And I wrote down right away. I said, "What? Why? Like, how did he not?" It was when he forced that over the over the middle, that little like post. Guy was under. Guy was under the route the whole time. There was no right. way he should have ever. And this is a guy that I've said, "Let's let's see what he has." And then what did I say to you right away? You can't bench the captain of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> you did say that. Well. Do they have 17 other there. captains? They could probably lean into all these so teams wait, have about can, a dozen or so week, captains. You could, each week you could blame the, the Rex. Rex had the right <laughs> idea, right? Rotating captains. Throw IK and Apolly out okay. there against the and Jets. And that will officially close the book on our captain talk. I We say it every – I'm done with it, but that's is why we don't talk about captains. How oh, is Mitch no. Trubisky – and I'm not, I don't want this to be a bash Mitch because it's not all on him. That offense looks exactly the same as it did last year. It's we I bashed it nonstop last year. I bashed it last week. I'll bash it again. It's that running back's not special enough. He's a good running back in my opinion. He he's a hard run. He runs hard, but he's not a different like. And and we're going to talk about this. But I always talk about: Do you put fear in the other? coordinator's heart you know are you is he are you keeping that coordinator up at night Najee Harris isn't you know like Christian McCaffrey he keeps you up at night Alvin Kamara he keeps you up at night Harris is a hard runner I mean you got to stop I mean obviously he's a good football player but I just don't think he's a game changer difference maker I can't recall you know I'm trying to look it up as we're talking here Najee Harris I don't know if he was ever clocked in the 40 officially. I don't think he ran it at the combine. Mm. I can't really remember the pro day, what it was. I, you know, I've heard I around the like league. Either, now you say, when you say that. Even before the draft, there were a lot of um, grumblings. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't too loud, but people around the NFL, I don't know if you heard the same thing, could, like some concern about his speed. The, 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 this guy is just slow, you know, slow for the pro game in general. And, you kind of see it where, yes, the volume was high last year. Yes, he's tough but, as hell. There was a play. Th- really no the doubt. play they got Pittsburgh going was he no just doubt. shucked the dude right off him then bashed into another guy. It was like the best eight-yard gain you'll, you'll see in your life. He's got all that, but there's some pop missing from his game, right? He he carried the ball 15 times. His longest run was eight yards. He had a reception for eight in there as well. I mean, he can catch the ball a little bit, but there's – there's not. There's just not a lot of second level, third level to his game. There's not a lot of separation. No. And if you're the Steelers with the way, if you're going to play that game, if you're not going to go tempo, if you're if you're going to huddle and take it slow and run on first down, then you need a a back who's a game breaker that has that element to an extent, right? 
what I'm noticing too with Pittsburgh and see how you feel because you paid attention to it more. But Deontay Johnson is making more spectacular plays than I I always thought he was too inconsistent, not reliable enough. I see it. I see where he has, you know, his it's changing. You can count on him. And he's, he's making some special plays. And the other thing that I noticed with Trubisky, he always did this at North Carolina. He did it at when we worked him out. I've seen it with the bears and I see it now. He does not keep receivers in play and let them make plays on the ball. Yeah. Kind of down the sideline. I'm telling you, I've seen this with him. The ball sails on him and goes out of bounds. He doesn't let his receivers make plays. And that's an underrated, you know, you don't have to be perfect all the time. You're like Aguilar. Let Aguilar make the play. But when you throw it out of bounds, that's it's 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 just a it's just a gut punch to you. It's deflating as an offense. Like let the guy make a play. And I saw that again today. So I just I, I would be concerned with Trubisky. And we talked about this weeks ago. They know when the time's right for Pickett. You know they have a plan. I guess to the extreme, I don't want to jump into Miami quite yet. But that's what Tua Tunga Viola does so well is he he gives his receiver a chance to make a play. I mean, you see it. It's Great point. it's in stride. Yeah. It's accurate. Our all right, so Pittsburgh has has a lot to figure. But also, if T.J. Watt plays, they win the game. If T.J. Watt is in the say, game, once again, they win. What, once again, I want—I did want to say that. Do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Have a chance to win. Like it's—I—I I, it's hard to believe. I mean, Mac Mac Jones was not sacked. He was hardly pressured on thirty-five dropbacks, thirty-five attempts. He had all the time in the world to just pat the ball, scan the field, make a play. And also, I mean, T.J. Watt, late in games, I mean, this is exactly what Cam Hayward pointed out when he, when he was talking about uh, T.J. in our store. Like, everybody else is tired on the field. Everybody else is whipped. Everybody else is gassed. And yet his stamina is so insane with all the workouts that he does with J.J. Watt and, you know, the legendary stuff. Mm-hmm. He's fresh. That's why he makes the play at the end of the game. And you could see New England just grind this game down. I mean that last drive. Can just see if I can pull it up here on the fly. I mean that in the fourth quarter, when Pittsburgh needed to make a play, they just could not do it. It was, yeah, thirteen play drive to end the game. Six minutes, 30, 33 seconds. Uh, it just um, that's what you get without TJ Watt on the field. It's just it's going to be a different game defensively. Look at look at Dallas with Micah Parsons. Just his presence Tyler, alone. Tyler, that guy, Micah Parsons. We'll get we'll get there, but okay, stud, stud. All right, there is some good though to take for New England. I think just when you hear these guys talk, I mean this. If you really think about it, that that loss to Miami was ugly as we talked about last week 27 it could have been 47 on the heels of Joe Judge Matt Patricia being entrusted with a second year quarterback on the heels of Bill Belichick getting blasted by the Bills twice last year I, I don't think it's it, it's oversimplification oversimplification or premature for all of us to start penning that obituary and, and wondering all right are the Patriots done? Are they finished? Are they going to be the worst team in the division? Because all the signs are there. I think just the fact that they won a game, it kind of gave this team the confidence it needed to buy into what Belichick is always telling. Because if you're a coach and you're going to preach do your job and accountability and all this stuff that has worked and you're losing games, you're going to start losing guys. You're going to start losing trust. And it, then, then it's really going to go downhill fast. Just the fact that they won – Boy, Matthew Judon, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Slater. I caught up with a lot of guys in the locker room. Cole Strange, who was an amazing on Cam Hayward. I mean, he shut down Cam Hayward one on one. Oh, they're they're feeling it. They're conf- They're a confident bunch again. You just Cole Strange. That's what I'm going to evaluate this week. I didn't know anything about, and I love that's Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah, That's my old stomping ground scouting in the southeast. I'm going to dive into him. I want to see what he's all about. I'm glad you just brought his name up. But to your point, what you just said about the Patriots getting that win, 
here's the big, here's the funniest thing when we talk about is the media or in front offices too. You win 17, 14, it looks gross, blah, blah, blah. It is the greatest feeling in the world on that flight. You wouldn't know anything about that game. Those players work so hard. Coaches work, everybody works so hard. And you know what? The celebration that you have and you deserve that. And and then, you know, and you can worry about it tomorrow and, and start over, you know, overanalyzing tomorrow. But it goes such a long way to get that win. Like for the whole week, it'll last the whole week. That it's just a good feeling. <clears throat> so you know, so especially head, if you're is. a head coach who's banging the drum, you know, day in, day out. <clears throat> it's different in New England. We all know it's different. That there's not a lot of players on this team that were on the last Super Bowl team. So you're getting turnover. You're getting younger players. It's a different quarterback. Right. It's gonna it's gonna get harder and harder for Bill Belichick to really get guys to buy into his hard driving style. The more you lose the Matthew Slaters and, and guys who have been there and done that. So just just to win, I, I feel like their season is almost resuscitated in a way. They're not dead. Well, maybe he'll get a he'll get a ten year extension like Saban did <laughs> and 20, 20 year make it twenty. Hey, you know what? You know, he can he can definitely coach from the grave, you know, one day. He could he could pull that off, I think. It's good enough. I, I see him I see I don't think we're gonna hear a lot from him. I see him going to Nantucket. Yeah. By the way, I look up and the Packers are pounding the Bears now, seventeen seven, and they just got the ball back. So another another Mona special. Jim's on fire. I'm, I'm kind of listen. I'm gonna. I am gonna. When I when I'm on fire, I'm gonna brag about it because guess what? Just like the NFL's week to week, so are my picks. Next week could be zero for. It could be zero for three. I mean, you never know. Yeah, don't don't listen to my fatty locks. They were pretty rough this week. Pretty rough. Hey, I week week to week. <clears throat> That's why you gotta I, feel good when you get them. Any thoughts on Mac Jones before we move off of this? Looks the game? same to me. He looks the same to me as he did at Alabama. Looks the same every time I see him. Blah. Is that good or bad? Blah. Blah. Yeah. Blah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it. You have to really. I'm telling you, it's why I love the red zone so much. To watch Trubisky and Mac Jones, and then the next highlight is Lamar, or the next highlight is, and you're just. You're like, wait, these guys aren't on the same – they're not on the same playing field right now. Like, what we watched Thursday night with Herbert and, and Mahomes. Come on. And think about what you watched today. Now, you really think those teams have any shot beating those quarterbacks? They're not on the same – like, not even close. It's such a good point. I totally agree. It's good to get that cross-section view of the quarterback play. Where he has to win is with his brain and – we knew that going in. <laughs> For those I'm listening, so, Jim just is disgusted. You don't want to hear that BS. I don't because it's just <laughs> it's. I, I get it. I can just picture those meetings, and I can picture being in those draft meetings. Like, oh, he he can learn the offense, and I'm like, oh. Can he, you know can what's he crazy though is Kyle Shanahan probably wishes he would have drafted Mac Jones at this point. Okay, right? we're gonna like, get. There's so much to go. Okay, we gotta get. There's a lot to. I am this 49er game is. We got to talk about it. All right. Well, let's let's keep it trucking through the one o'clock. Yeah, let's games. go through the one o'clock. So we I got mean, Miami. Miami next. Yeah, Miami forty-two, Baltimore I'll, thirty-eight. This is what this I can tell you about this Miami. Unbelievable. It looked when you see the Bateman touchdown from Lamar, he just runs away from Howard. Right? Couldn't catch him, and Lamar throws throwing strikes, looking unstoppable, like we always talk about. And I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really pay attention a lot to the comeback because I was kind of running around. I had red zone on, but I, I was running around, so I couldn't really pay attention to how they fell apart. So I don't want to – I need to – I'm going to watch that that film. But there's no way I saw any indication. That game had – that looked like the old – that looked like the Baltimore I thought I was going to see all year. I was like, okay, here they are. This defense is, is healthy. Lamar is Lamar. These young receivers look good. And then all of a sudden, those Hill, Waddle. Good luck. Good luck. 
that's that is the new official nightmare for every D coordinator. I don't know what you do. And and Mike McDaniel, you know what? We're all we, you know, I know you and I are pulling for him a little bit. His style different. And you know, a guy a coach I always pumped up for the Saints, I never gets in interviews that is Pete Carmichael, right? The, mm-hmm. He's still there, the longtime offensive coordinator. Smaller in stature, quiet, very cerebral. He, when I see Mike, that I have, I think that would be how Pete Carmichael would be as a head coach as well. Like it's so opposite of Dan Campbell, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that doesn't work either. It's just sometimes you can't picture the players listening to these these guys that don't look like them or speak like them. And a Mike McDaniel, he's, I mean. I love listening to him, um, and I, he's backing it up right now. He has supported Tua from the start. He is giving him every opportunity. He's putting him in great situations, and Tua was not playing very well today. And that's why I can't wait to watch the tape of that game because that first half, Tua was terrible. I mean, I would have thought that Miami was like, wow, we don't have the guy. So I need to see what happened. Yeah, he was bad. He he heated up. He it was like up. watching. I, got, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, old school NBA Jam. Right there's just fire coming off of the yeah. football. Just run to the he, corner, shoot. He was on fire. I, yeah, I, I have to watch the game in full myself too. I'm, I'm kind of catching up, watching the highlights, the condensed version of the game best I can. But before we hit record, but this was like old school, high school, college Tua where. He's putting up juggernaut numbers. There's players wide wide open, and he's hitting them, and they're blowing the competition away. I mean, and that that's the combination that we've talked about and why it was so perfect. You've got an offensive play caller, Mike McDaniel, who's going to use that speed in all of the best possible ways to get Tyreek Hill wide open, get Jalen Waddle wide open, and you've got a quarterback who's going to be accurate, hit him in stride. They were open last week against New England. Two had just missed some throws. That could have been you know, a worse outcome than 20 to seven. This time they, they played a defense that was a little dinged by injury. They had a couple of blown coverages and just ruptured that game wide open. It was unbelievable. I mean, they outscored them 28 to three in the fourth quarter to a finish 36 to 50 for 469 yards, six touchdowns. Um, he was only sacked once. It's, it's maybe the best quarter for a quarterback and an offense we've seen in a long, long time. What they did in the fourth was statistically insane. I think it's important. And, and we're doing this on my study, the stats, you know, every week on the column with quarterbacks and are they, you know, we're trying to feel like, are they good enough or not? I think with Tua, I think the expectation needs to be forget where he was drafted, forget him trying to be Mahomes or Josh Allen. He's not. But can he be, can he be Stafford, Kirk Cousins, where you know that's your guy, that's going to be your star. You know, hey, we can win with this quarterback, yeah. and that could, and it can work with the coach and the whole combination coming together. I think if that's the expectation for Tua, and, and the stop trying to make him into this, you know, top elite quarterback in the history like of just Mahomes and Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Those guys, you're talking about three guys. Nobody really can compare to those three guys throwing the football. So I guess my point is yeah. I can't wait to keep, we're just going to keep, because I still don't know. We're going to keep evaluating to it, but what, is there a more fun team to evaluate right now than Miami? I think the fact that he just isn't afraid to throw it down the field is encouraging more than anything. Two is tough. Two is tough. Even the touchdown, you know, Waddle was to win the game at the end, the five, the sixth of six touchdowns. And Waddle was covered a little bit, but two was on the move. He, he let it rip. It's the throw you need to see out of a young quarterback and the throw that he's been afraid to make. And, you know, we've said it before on here, but the offense with Brian Flores and Brian Flores, staff was, terrible. He did not have the support of that coaching staff. It was about the worst situation you could drop for young, for a young quarterback. And that stuff matters. I mean, it does. And they went out and they aggressively got him Tyreek Hill 
they, they got him weapons. They, they, they added Taron Armstead. Uh, it's, we don't want to, it's two games, right? Two, two of 17, but all signs point to Miami heading the right direction with Tua. To coach, the successful coaches, they can go to different places. Like Andy Reid can go from Philly to KC because he has the same – he's going to set things up the same way. And that's what the players count on. They want structure and they want to believe in the coach. And I can't imagine how bad things must have been in Miami. We might not even really ever know, but – it it had to be rough, like because this is a complete turnaround. They they are they bought into McDaniel, you know he says all the right things. So, and and, and the other example is is Jacksonville, when when you another guy that has done it. Look what happens. He's done it in Philly. He goes to Jacksonville. He's setting things up the exact same way, and this is how they structure it. And man, it, it just the, the players will thrive when you when they they like I said, they need structure. They want it. They want to win. Well, they want and they want to get paid. <laughs> like, but it's, but they go hand in hand a lot. So anyway, I just I, I love that these new coaches are are showing you that it does matter. Perfectly said. The next question so, with the Miami Dolphins is is easy. I mean, can they? Beat the Buffalo Bills on the 25th this coming Sunday at home. You're nodding yes. your head yes. Yes. But you have to remember, if you ask me that about any NFL game, can somebody beat somebody? My answer is going to be yes. The NFL. So you got You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to answer. You can Poor just, phrasing you, on my part. Yes. Will they beat? Will they beat the Bills? Wait, when is no? I'm not ready for that game. Now. Okay, okay, okay. I can't, I can't do that because I gotta get through. Because we got a big Monday nighter tomorrow. True, two big games. All right, there'll be time for those. Let's okay. Uh, let's go. Hey, wait. All right, let's go. To this next game. I'm pumped. We gotta talk about the Jets Browns. You're pumped for Jets Browns. I wrote about it because I told everybody this is nobody wanted to watch this game. And I was like, I do. And, and I said, I am taking That's the right. Jets. Flacco um, Brissett lived up to that, the hype. You want to talk about watching two guys that look so similar? They can't move. They look like they they just they just want to play. They're playing football because they can. And they're, <laughs> they're wanted. Two great backup quarterbacks. I don't want to knock them. They are two outstanding backup quarterbacks. And and Flacco obviously has been a Super Bowl champ. But there's the Jets have talent. The Jets have talent on offense. Garrett Wilson. That's who I want to talk about. What did you see in Garrett Wilson? Because I, I didn't I can't, catch what, much of this game. I'm gonna. So last week we talked about that. I can't believe that Chase and Jefferson play together at LSU. These Ohio State receivers. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Saints. The Saints have a lot. It, it's these guys are. What, what, anyway. what about his game? Really pops. Like what's different? Route running. When, these guys are great route runners. They're uncoverable. When you can run routes like that, and then you're not, and then they have natural hands, explosion speed. But the first thing, the route running, forget. It. And well, you could talk. Gilmore talked about it. Yeah. It's because they, they the corners have to know they have to they have to have some idea because it's impossible to play corner to cover these guys. It's so hard, and and you're looking for any like Gilmore said anything to give you an edge because. You're it's you have no chance against the top ones. You're not covering. It's so true. I mean, there's no hand fighting. There's no hand checking. There's really no physicality allowed until the ball is literally there. So you need to anticipate. You need to guess at times, and your technique has to be flawless. So that I mean, that's why you see this rush on receivers to try to do everything you can to find one of these. Bullies, you know, whether it's a physical bully like a DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, Debo, just you know, just Justin Jefferson, do whatever you want. But this kind of bullies, yeah, you know, when you're that good of a route runner, like 
Cooper Cup is obviously in a league of his own, but it's that mm-hmm. we, the, the route running. You know, we can we can complain about flags getting thrown all the time and be curmudgeon with all that, but also receivers just run insanely better routes today than they did back in the 90s, right? So when, when you combine those two factors, you get the offense you see today. Uh, yeah, but I will say for that game, like I said, Jets have that Elijah Moore, the running backs for the Jets, they have some – but once again, I don't know about the head coach. Just I mean, when I say I don't know, you know, he's too young. I still don't know. And they don't have a quarterback. I mean, we sit here and bang our head about who's – it's like talking about the Jets is worthless until we know anything about Zach Wilson and the head coach. And the Browns, that that Browns team, that's a a bad law. I mean, to get that kind of production from Brissette and for their defense, who I think they have good players on defense, to not be able to hold up against Flacco, I would say that's a a disappointing – Bad. That I would say that's a bad loss for, for Cleveland, just based on the fact that how they they were scoring with Brissett. That running game they have. I mean, we talk about it every week, but it's just yeah. dominant. But anyway, it's a it's a bad loss. They're, they're trying to survive. And bad loss for Cleveland. Get the Sean Watson back and yeah. yeah. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jim. This game, went I am four pumped. to nothing. Indy goes from Luck to Brissett to Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan, all to return to Jacksonville and get shut out. It's got to be about as demoralizing as it gets if you're Jim Irsay, if you're Chris Ballard, if you're Frank Reich. I mean, you're constantly. Trying, but are, I mean, the thing is, this is where you can get the criticism for teams contending, and I'm all for it, right? If it's coming from a a place of logic, and, and they have been knocking at the door. I mean, they looked really good at the end of last season. The year before, I mean, they took the Bills to the wire, and, you know, the Bills went to the AFC Championship game. So I get it, you know, trying to – but what was Matt Ryan the right choice? At quarterback, if you're trying to win now, 37-year-old Matt Ryan, uh, he looked – somehow he looked worse than Carson Wentz did in Jacksonville a year ago, which <laughs> was very difficult to pull off. So uh, – What did you see in this one? You – because since you get – oh, who's the um, who's the guy that does your artwork for your stories? Oh, baby, John Daly, a brave buffalo, as good as that it gets. Gilmore, the Gilmore um, – I love it on the island. Yeah, I picture you need to have him do one with on an island with Frank Reich, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. But it's not an island; it's it's Jacksonville, and they're stuck in that. Jim Irsay, I think, is going to let make them all stay in Jacksonville forever, and he he'll never want to see that city again. He's not going to see Frank Reich. Indy can't go to Jacksonville anymore. Nothing good happens. But credit to what I did take away from that game. Wait till you see the one run Jonathan Taylor has. Um, Really? He runs over the safety. uh, Rayshon Jenkins, who's a good player, he ran him over. I mean, nasty run. But um, what a difference. Urban Meyer, what a difference. I mean, I know we talked about him at at nauseum for years. I feel like since I met you. And I'm just so happy to at least see Trevor Lawrence get an opportunity to be coached and and show that there's something there. It's it's I'm still, you know, what he did today was though, it was precision. They were fast, they were confident. They just I, I like the way they looked as a team. They look like they're like, we're better than this team. Yeah. The Colts, I don't see the weapons for the Colts, the Colts on the outside. Well, Pittman didn't play, and then beyond him. They, they haven't had much. I mean, they yeah, drafted just don't see Alec the, Pierce. Like, and yeah, and Pittman is more Campbell of a – Pittman's like anything. A, yeah, he's not – it's it's definitely interesting, like, to see that Indy go through this in a division that they were kind of gifted because of their history and, and the lack of 
talent with the other teams. These teams have these teams are fighting like they are. We keep talking about it. Coaches matter. Peterson has that team at least structured correctly. You know, I mean, they're showing up. I mean, think about how bad that team looked last year. Like just the look of the team. That's why and now Nebraska, the Nebraska ADs reaching out to Urban Meyer. No, man, get out of here. Seriously, get out of here with that. That's garbage. I mean, you could just sense that players had hope in Jacksonville. Uh, was down yeah, there. You've been, been to their expect, we, we talked to Manhurt. So, I mean, they 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 were genuinely excited about the roster. I mean, I think it's twofold. Like they look around the locker room and they see talent. I mean, this is a team that spent like crazy, and they were mocked for it. But then look, Christian Kirk catches a pair of touchdowns against Indy. He looks really yes. good, and. Defensively, you've got some studs. Foye, Olakon, Shaq Griffin, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. Shaq Griffin. Devin Lloyd. I mean, that was a steal. You've got legit players now that you've drafted, that you've signed. And then I think it's – so that's part of it. I mean, you, they, they just look around and it's like, oh, we've got some – there's talent here. This isn't like – we're not just gutting – the roster for you know, a bunch of nobodies, but but then it's like actual competence that you're hitting on. It's like the, the <clears throat> practice, like just having a normal day of work, right? Normal meetings, normal practices, a normal game plan. Uh, not 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 this college coach dropped into an NFL world that thinks he can That's literally awesome. just kick players That's and awesome you know hang back at the bar and feel up <clears throat> you know coeds. It's general competence organization from a Super Bowl winner is going a really long way already. So Evan Ingram caught seven balls. Evan Ingram. Um, what, yeah. Another I, I they guy can win the that, division. I'm with you. They can win the division. Look around. Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram like, you're, they have good players. I, it's so good to see, like, Robinson, the running back. How can't you love James Robinson? He comes back today and he didn't like, I mean, he was pounding away. You know, he's not going to ever yeah. break, you know, but that combo they have now is, is solid. And I just, once again, it's going to be so fun to keep evaluating Trevor Lawrence because now I think what we're seeing from that crop from last year, quarterbacks, I think he officially has, right now has the lead Mm -hmm. because Zach Wilson obviously isn't played. Trey Lance hasn't played. Davis Mills is probably Davis Mills and Justin Fields right now, but I think Trevor Lawrence has enough more consistent, good games that I've seen. Now he's playing with a a real coach. And so I think if I'm Jacksonville right now, I know it's easy to say today, it'd just be the Coles. So let's not get carried away, but Hey, any sign of life when you're when you're fighting from the you know from the bottom like they have been, I mean basically because of the coach they had, Trent Baalke, underrated GM. I've always said that he's really good at projecting like he's size, at, speed. You know oh, all that that you know if a guy runs a good forward talent. and has a good vertical, he knows how that fits at a certain position and projects to the NFL, right? I mean, he's, San Francisco, he was so good. That's at what it. I was just gonna say. He, I studied like you know when you're in the you know just like you study other writers and you know guy styles. He was a guy that always caught my eye. I was like, they're drafting really well in San Fran. He's doing some good things, hmm. and I, I'm seeing that I'm seeing their talent right now in Jacksonville. They they. If that quarterback keeps taking the steps, they're going to be real. They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Seriously, it's their division. If 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 this if Trevor Lawrence is as good as everybody thinks he can be, they are the best team in that division because of him. Well, I tell you what, we're going to learn a lot this coming weekend. They travel to L.A. to play the Chargers. I mean, if they hey, fly across hey, the country – Week to week, I know, I know, it is. <laughs> but right now, I'm just happy to see that Trevor Lawrence. And we talk quarterback heavy, and at least he's getting a chance now. So, well said. And everybody, be sure to follow Jim's 
uh, weekly column. He's watching every snap of every game. And for those who are just listening for the first time on, on that all, it's you know, I, the, the absolute best rating system that I've heard of, Jay. Hey, it, it beats QBR. It. it beats QB rating. It's, it's you basically – you watch, so you're watching every snap and – Throw, run. run. If it's a good play, it's a plus one. If it's a bad play, it's a negative one. If it's a yep. really good play, it's plus two. Mm-hmm. Really bad, it's negative two. Yep. You take that total and then divide it by the all their attempts. number of pass attempts and run attempts. Correct. And that's how you get your number. And I've done this now for about, this is probably year heavy, like year four, where I've really, like, it's fine-tuned to the point where I trust it. And I'm not, I don't have the time this year just with other jobs and life in general. Like Tom Brady said, 45 and whatever. Got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Well, I'm 47. And so there's more shit. But um, I'm just going to evaluate. I'm going to spend time on, like I said, not Mahomes and those guys anymore. We, we're, we're good on those guys. Not Stafford, not Matt Ryan, not doing that. But the Tua's, the, the Hurts. You know, the Trevor Lawrence's, the Justin Fields, you know, Trey Lance, he's a magician. We're never going to be able to evaluate him. But that's what I want to spend time on because I'm really excited to see as we follow this all year, especially just talking about it with you to see who kind of, you know, is it going to be Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? And then, hey, we'll be like, yep, we were tracking that. We we said, hang on. Is it going to be Tua? You know, hey, we've been tracking them. We didn't write. We weren't writing these guys off. Right. It- so. It's, it's indicative of the totality of, of their game. You know, Q, quarterback rating doesn't tell you anything about the guy's Terrible. runner. Quarterback ratings like looking at uh, passing yards per game or something. It's just get it out of your life. It, does not, it doesn't equate to anything. QBR gets a little skewed with the So QBR stuff. I like, but I agree with you too. It gets skewed because I, I, I I've studied that enough to know what they factor in. And, and they do a lot that to me – if you just want to study a quarterback, just tell me if he can make plays. Because that's why I have to factor in a run. Like guys like, you know, you got to you have to be a playmaker. That's part of being a quarterback. So, well they're they're neat. I, I like it because you've scouted for two decades. I mean, you're applying that eye to it. it's not just thrown into a math equation. It's no. no, like you're you're taking into account everything that went into that specific play. And it could be other factors that, you know, a math equation isn't going to take into account. So just at your game today, just for an example, like, so Aguilar's touchdown catch, I would give Mac Jones one point for that. It was, you know, he gave him a chance to make the play. It wasn't a great throw, but it was a good throw. He gave him a chance. That's a one pointer. Trubisky's interception that we talked about. That's a minus two. That's a horrible interception. Like there was no excuse for that. You were getting ready to get points. That's a that's a minus two. So that's how I do it. Is that? I mean, you would have done that too. You would agree with those. Like yeah. you could do that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, that's where I trust you more than me looking at these plays yeah. because at this, you know, you could look no. at that Mac Jones touchdown and be like, well, it could have been intercepted, but that that's an element of his game he needed to get better at. He needs to take more chances. He needs to throw it up, give his guy a chance. Yeah. So I, it's a great it was point. A good throw. It was good enough. It was fine. It was good. I mean, giving your guy a chance. I'm not going to penalize you for that. You know, you're going to get a point for that. But anyway. A seamless transition to one of your favorite quarterbacks to grade. That'd be Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. A four-touchdown day, no picks. A 191-yard day on the ground for Detroit. And everybody should uh, keep an eye out for story on the Detroit Lions down those lines very soon had a, had a good time around this bunch 36 27 they won it didn't really feel that close they they really took it to the commanders and uh, Detroit good team I think they're good I can go good I mean I, I can I can go good that gate once again these two quarterbacks I want no part of either one of them. How dare you? I know. And you know I used to love Carson. I don't want – that Washington team is so talented on offense. Their skill position players are so fun to watch. 
he is such a nightmare. They do have, yeah, but you really think about it. They've got three legit receivers who have some dynamic skill sets between Throwing. Samuel McLaurin and Dotson. Throwing that Antonio Gibson, he's man, that guy, I love that yeah. guy. Anyway, oh, and Logan Thomas again. That's the one. I'll still never. I wish I could. I always want to get that story how he never was given more of a chance in Buffalo. I, I, I don't understand that one. Caught a touchdown. He, but he always does. He's a, he's yep. so good. But anyway, I, I don't. Anything I from this game? See, anything pop? Just that I just still don't think either quarterback is good enough. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't. This Detroit thing. You're, I'm going to end up watching them more than I want to because you have me. I know. I'm fascinated. I'm really excited for Detroit, Minnesota. They, the way Detroit ran the ball today, that, and you, we know this, that keeps you, that'll keep you in every game. I still don't they, know if they can play defense at all. They're down I three starters on the offensive line, too. Their, their, their line was decimated, yeah, and they still ran awesome. for almost 200 yards. I just, I just don't know if their defense is any good. Like don't yeah, I don't def- like I wanna like we'll study the stats. I gotta see those sacks Hutchinson had. But Carson Wentz I'd be I he that he's a sack machine. He is so bad in the pocket. Anyway, yeah, Hutchinson I'm got the three sacks, but yeah. they uh they've got some issues over there. We'll see. I mean that's what I'm saying. I want to see more on the defensive side, but see if they're really legit to like not legit, but like you're talking about, they're gonna be a playoff team. To beat Minnesota, I don't know how you got oh, you're gonna to have to get insane pressure on Kirk Cousins. It's that simple. All right, let's rapid fire like yeah, let's rapid fire. these games. Yep. And then uh there's there's yeah. definitely yeah. one game I wanna get your opinion on. I don't I don't even know if you watched this one closely, but all right, real quick. San Francisco 27, Seattle 7, Trey Lance goes down, season ending, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. They ran the ball 45 times. Uh, so, yeah, ran it about twice as much as they threw it, pounded him. Anything to take away from this game? Yes. That it was a good pick by me, and <laughs> I'm really – I'm very, very – I still – I just want to evaluate Trey Lance. I feel like I'll never be able to evaluate him. I'll say that Trey Lance may or may not be uh, my fantasy quarterback in one league, and Ed's Red Rockets still found a way to get the win. So that just speaks to fantasy managerial prowess, if not, you know, fatty lock expertise. Hey, I I picked Seattle to be the worst team in the NFL this year on a, in your column, so I am not surprised. The Rams hang on for dear life against the Falcons, 31-27. Crazy game. Atlanta had a blocked punt, and they kind of you know got some life. The Cooper Cup fumbles. This is, I mean, Atlanta had a chance going in to win, and the Rams had to get a stop. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my, my takeaway is more on the Rams. Like, ugh. I mean, they, boy, they, they've got they've got some problems still. I mean, Stafford threw a couple picks, cup fumbling, to even let Atlanta have any shot in this game was, was odd. I saw they were down 14 nothing, and he kicked a field goal, and it was 14-3. And I was thinking, this coach, like, get out of my life. Like, you really think three points <laughs> against the Rams right now matters when you are when you have Marcus Mariota? And, and But you know what? Then they make the comeback. So maybe I'm wrong on that, but my theory, my thinking was get out of my life. This Arthur Smith guy, like you can't why he can get out of our life in back to back games. Kyle Pitts I'm catches still, two passes for 19 bitter. yards. Yeah. I'm still a little bitter on him from week one. Cause I had Atlanta money line against the saints, but why aren't they getting the ball to their best player though? I can't let that get personal. What a wasted pick. Talked about that. Bad pick if you don't have the quarterback. Did it before. They could have taken Justin Fields. We'll see how he pans out in Chicago, but. It's still, to me, worth the gamble. Yeah. Give yourself a little direction. 
you can't you can't stop trying to find one. It's a good point. You can't stop. All right. So what do we got? What are the other games? Wait, we didn't talk about. All right, go ahead. You had uh, there's one we got to talk about. Tampa twenty. Yes. New Orleans ten. Wild. Uh, yeah, Jameis did Jameis things. Three receptions, six sacks. He's close to getting on the get out of my life list too. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a rough one for Jameis Winston. I think that um, oh gosh, who was it on their defense? I think it was Devin Devin White. Afterwards, right on the field with the sideline reporter, said, "Yeah, we we knew that Jameis was going to throw up some picks, and we just had to take advantage." So, I think he even referenced the thirty interception seasons. Yeah, we, we it, I thought that Sean Payton did a lot of good. It seemed like he was getting a lot of those problems out of Jameis Winston, and, and Jameis was doing a lot himself, but it's in there somewhere. That demon resurfaced. No. There was a reason Coach Payton was gave, – hey, guys, gave, gave my all. Mickey Loomis, thank you, Perry. I'm going I'm to I'm try this next stop. I'm going to try this quarterback thing somewhere else because – we're not doing it here. He would have stayed if he believed in the quarterback. <laughs> he definitely would have. It's what yeah. you're looking for. But, hey, from that game, though, Mike Evans, and I talked about this before on our show, but when we had that dinner with him at the Chop House in Buffalo, he, before that draft that year, and he and Rob Moore kind of got into it a little bit. Just, I mean, it was like kind of like, man, I wouldn't be surprised if something went down. And then, like, a week later, a video came out of Mike Evans just throwing down on South Beach, like, jumping over cars. I remember Whaley and I were like, I don't know if there's ever – this is this for a receiver. I don't know. This guy's a loose cannon. Like, and he still does it every year in, in Tampa. Yeah. But you know what's great about him? He's one of the best guys in the community. He really – he's just a – he just has a, a – He's just a loose cannon. I mean, he just has some type of thing in him that he can't he can't control it. But um, man, I loved his, it in this case. Like it, right? Some Lattimore was getting into Brady's face. Oh, Lattimore was getting into it with uh, Bruce Arians on the sideline. Which okay, which yeah. Wait till you see the kind of the whole scenario. It's fascinating. I don't like that. I don't like that whole Tampa setup. Now, I told you this before. This whole thing's. Like seeing Arians and Jason Light, the GM, are right there on the field. Like, I'm like that's I don't know, man. I just how many ex head coaches are standing next to the new guy? Like, yeah, you don't see that. You just don't see it. What if? It's strange. Can you imagine like Mike Tomlin stepping down in the first, you know, the, the first game he's or it's an away game and he's sitting there on the sideline. And that's I don't know. Todd Bowles. That's whatever. Everybody has their own. I know they go way back with their Temple days and Bruce Aaron. I know they're tight, so I'm, I'm sure that it's okay, but I just think it's strange. It's Lattimore. Nuts. He's nasty, too. Lattimore and Mike Evans can't play against each other. It's not. They can't stop. It's great for the game, though. I love it. And then it is Carlton great for Davis the game. I Michael agree Thomas. with you. Give me those two. Michael Thomas made a, a, a catch on the sideline today that was it's just phenomenal. And he can't run at all. He's not fast. It's, but it's he, is nuts, so, though. he is so, so precision with his routes and his hands. And he's so tough. All right, let's whip through these last ones. Giants 19, Panthers 16. The Giants are 2-0. Did not see any of this myself covering the exploits of Mac Jones and Mitchell Trubisky. So fill me in, Jim. Are the Giants destined for glory? No. I don't know what's going on with those two teams. The Carolina team, I'll say watching those two teams, though, like early, Carolina's just fumbling the ball. The Giants are only getting three points on it. I'm like, ugh. Like, you know how if you get a gift, you got to score seven. And, but I don't think you could have hope with either quarterback. Mayfield looks so limited. Yeah, that's probably one of my biggest disappointments so far this season. 
Baker Mayfield. All right, Carolina. here's my overreaction. We can play this back in a couple weeks. Here's going to be my overreaction. I think Sam Darnold's better than Mayfield. Whoa. I think Sam Darnold did more special things. He makes Sam Darnold has he has Mahomes, Josh Damn, Allen type plays. Ugh. Are we talking about the same Sam Darnold here? I say no. I'm saying he's better than Baker Mayfield. So you, you really think that Baker stinks? He must. Um I, I his limitations are driving me crazy. There was a play anyway. I could catch where he like scrambled right and just seeing him trying to run away from defenders. Like you said, if you're on red zone and you're flipping around and you have that cross section, you can compare Baker Mayfield to <laughs> Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen yeah. or what? That's not so right. many of these guys. To, it's compare him to Darnold or Trubisky. Compare him to guys that Lawrence, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, guys that can get you know. Don't compare it like you know. Lamar and Kyler, whatever, they're special, but just be able to do something. But how much of it, too? I, yeah, I mean, I get it. Maybe I'm an apologist because I like a lot about Baker Mayfield. I'll, I'll admit that. But Tyler, I think I did, I, how, was, how was Ben McAdoo an offensive coordinator, though? Seriously. <laughs> how? He's not. He's not good when it comes to calling offensive plays. We've seen it. And it's a weird marriage to begin with. I mean, he's on the record saying he doesn't, he's not high on Baker Mayfield. That was like the one year he was in between jobs. I think he was doing media stuff. Uh, not, not a healthy situation for Carolina. No, I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed in my, I, I thought Mayfield was going to have this. I liked him. I think it was his, I forget what year it was. Was his rookie year? He was great rookie year. He set the record for touchdowns. Right. Where it was, he, I was great to him. Like, this guy's everything you want. Like, once again, he wasn't going to be the top, top tier, but he looked every bit of the toughness, the accuracy, getting rid of the ball. I don't see it anymore now. I, I, I just see guys working hard to make catches. They're sloppy. They were sloppy, Carolina, today. Fumbles. It wasn't all Mayfield. I don't want to, like, I'm just telling you, Tyler, with Darnold, and I don't think Darnold's good enough. But I could put I could put 10 plays together of him that you would just, you think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Throws that only Mahomes and Josh Allen make. I promise you. And Stafford, I promise you, he has and that how in much, him. How much have you had to drink tonight? I'm. What, I said I could put the tape together. I'm not even making it up. All right. Well, we might have to see that tape. We might have to put that tape out there because I like to do. I'm gonna find. I think. I think I'm gonna see it. Dan Orlovsky might have something. Let me see if I can find it. There was one clip I remember he had with the Jets. Uh, that had me sold like this whole Carolina thing could work out. It was, he evaded a rush. He shimmied around in the pocket. He feathered it over a DB on the sideline. It was beautiful. And I remember thinking, I'm in. It was such a cluster. You know what? With the jets, he had the mono, he had gaze. He had no weapons. It was a mess. <laughs> and uh, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Whoever, our, whoever George Bush put it. I can't remember. I won't be fooled again. I won't be fooled again. Well, you're right about that because I thought Darnold had a shot there. I thought Mayfield had a shot. Don't like how it looks. But McCaffrey was involved a little bit today. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. look – yeah. Still new. Still new quarterback, new offense for him. So I, let's see how it goes. I'm not sure which game I want to end with. I think I know which game you – you want to end with, so I'm going to save it. Let's hit on this one. Arizona 29, Las Vegas 23, OT, insane game. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are uh, 
doing diddly poo offensively to quote Jim Mora. Nothing. It's <laughs> it's it's absolutely god awful. Was trying to, watching this one in the peripheral as well. And then Kyler Murray just turns turns it on in the fourth quarter, and you see why the Cardinals paid him all of that money. It he's doing it with his legs, he's doing it with his arm. It just it, he just detonates. I mean, that's I mean, Jordan Hogan, one of the assistant coaches there. I, I thought he broke it down beautifully in the story we had up a few weeks back, where he just that improvisation and that ability to just take over a game. You can't. You can't put a price on that, and you do kind of work that into your X's and O's and your offense. And I get, I get your point on the rhythm and the fact that there, there is, it's frustrating to watch Arizona. It sure was in that first half where they just can't get anything going with that pace. But when he's on, he can turn whatever it was a yeah, yeah. twenty three nothing or twenty whatever deficit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can it can just vanish. Like there's not there's mm-hmm. not many quarterbacks in the game who can just flip a game on its head like he did on the road against the Raiders. Uh, they get to overtime, Hunter Renfro fumbles, Byron Murphy picks it up, touchdown, crazy finish. I think that's a bad loss for the Raiders. Devontae Adams, that's... two catches for 12 yards, by the way. Yeah, I would think that's shaky start for the Raiders. I mean, they're zero and two. It's so funny. We spend we spend the whole off season drooling over the AFC West and all these pass rushers and quarterbacks and receivers and this arm. Like, then you look up and the Raiders are zero and two. And our final game of the day to break down the Denver Broncos. They 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 won, Jim. They won. They did win sixteen to nine against Houston. But yikes. Difficult, difficult wow. game to view. He, I did get to see some of that on Red Zone. I saw enough that I don't you know. Were, I bring in the, I, I bring this up last because he, I liked your breakdown of Nathaniel Hackett, and he's getting killed right now. I, I want to ask you: is it is it justified, or is this a young, smart, innovative coach um, finding his way? Or is he in over his head? Which is it? I think with time management, I think it can come across as in over your head, which I wouldn't have thought. I, I didn't think he would be in over his head necessarily because he's he's been in, around football his whole life. Um. This is what he's wanted his whole life. And just like McDermott, I could just remember during his interview and the book he had and the notes, and I could see how far back those were from. Um, And whatever, that can be for show sometimes too. I'm not saying that's what sold everybody, but his passion was real. I mean, it was whether or not he's a great head coach or not, he wanted to be a head coach and prepared to be a head coach. Um, And situational football to me was one of the important things you do in an interview. Um, So, but point being is it can't come up. Yes. It comes across as you're in over your head. And we've talked about being a great coordinator. Doesn't make you a, a head coach. To your point, there was a sequence in the, yeah, the third quarter on third and one third and inches, really. They, I believe they, they had a tight end run the football, right? It was a like a little mini toss to the tight end. He bounces wide. Then it becomes a long field goal attempt. And then it becomes a punt. Just not thinking two, three moves ahead. It was it was it was odd. So I don't know. I'm not out I'm not out on him yet. I, I feel oh, like no, Russell Wilson is gonna figure something no. out. No, I'm not, I'm not saying you are either. Oh yeah, no, because I don't want because I'm with you. I, I we more just he's getting he's getting killed right now though. I mean, it's nobody's getting mocked more in the NFL than than Nathaniel Hackett today. I don't that, know how great Russell, Russell play. That offense, I'd be a little. The time manage is one thing. The offense, 
they look like everything looks hard for the offense right now. Like everything looks hard. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Play to play. There's no, yeah. It's no like rhythm flow to it. Okay. <laughs> Here's the twist. <laughs> Seattle trades Drew Locke back to Denver for Russell. Maybe Pete they just trade Sam. Maybe they trade for Sam Darnold, and he fixes everything. I should never have said that. I'm not gonna let it go. I'm not gonna. Let I'm gonna it send go. you the clips. And I think he is better. Well, you're actually bringing bringing some uh, some takes here late in the pod. I'm I'm on fumes and, and I'm getting sorry. Yeah, we're good. Story after we're this, good. so no, I'm saying that you know I shouldn't be mocking you. I should you know be supplying a a take of my own, but you know. Don't have anything in the oven yet, so we'll have to come back stronger Tuesday. I think. I can't wait for Tuesday either because you know I haven't been I haven't been to Fatty yet, so I'm looking forward okay. to it. Oh, it's it's a beautiful establishment. We'll figure out a time. You tell me. We'll make it happen. Make it happen. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening.